It's another day, it's another podcast. I'm Steve Henderson presenting the second podcast minisode from the Edinburgh International Film Festival. And while the festival isn't animation-centric, both the quality and quantity of the animation shown here make it very worthy of a visit. Um, in some respects, that's down to the hospitality of the festival, and there's a great sense of community both the residing and visiting animators share with one another whilst in the city of Edinburgh. Activities such as the many, many late-night parties and the annual hill climb to the top of Edinburgh's Arthur's Seat is a nice little exclusive for the animators, giving them a chance to stretch their networking skills and their legs. It was at last year's hill climb that I got to know our next guest, Ross Hock, whose Glasgow School of Art graduation film, The Man Who Mistook His Wife for a Hat, uh, was screened in competition last year. Using a similar technique to previous McLaren winner Lizzie Hobbs' film, The True Story of Sawney Bean, the film uses charcoal drawings on paper before the images were erased and the next image drawn over and shot. However, his current film, Spectators, employs the same marvellous illustrative technique, uh, but with a more linear approach to the animation process, which is no bad thing. Ross's own maturity through the form of animation has been recognised with numerous international screenings of his work and a BAFTA Scotland New Talent Award for animation. So he's doing very well. His film Spectators screened in a very memory and remembrance-centric screening, uh, McLaren 2. Uh, and the film certainly evokes memories within myself of uh, attending sports matches, rugby league, with my dad as a kid. And although Spectators is set at a football match, I feel the film has a much wider appeal than that. And even if you have no experience at a football match or a sports match, you're bound to find something familiar uh, in the characters as Ross turns the camera towards the spectators present at the match and in the pub. And you're bound to find it entertaining. So, without further ado, here's our interview with director and animator Ross Hogg. Can you tell us a little yeah. bit about the process behind Spectators? Spectators was probably just a you know a, a reaction to my, my, my previous film because uh, the previous film was big and it was charcoal, it was you know, no colour. It was the Spectators was sort of all set on A4 sheets, so the actual drawings are probably smaller than smaller than A5, um, set in the middle of the page, and they're all straight ahead animation. It's all in camera. It's all paint, watercolour, mixed media, it's like a proper reaction against using only one media it's like everything's in there <laughs> just firing it on, but yeah it was, it was good fun, it was, I kind of feel like it had to be kind of textural, it had to be quite rough um, because the subject matter is quite, you know, not gritty I don't want to say that, but it's sort of it just had kind of a lot of layers and a lot of things going on and I wanted it to be vibrant because I feel like the experience of being in a stand watching football has it's yeah. quite a vibrant, quite intense at times and I wanted the film to kind of like that and the, and the way it was done yeah. so it was just about two two and a half thousand just trons wow. <laughs> paintings so I've got a box full of just like you can basically play the film <laughs> as you flick through you it. Flick it. <laughs> yeah excellent just put them on a Rolodex yeah, like sure. a, uh, one of the butler saw machine yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of spin it round um, before we talk about the actual setup of the film which is which is one of its well its strongest point I think it's absolutely excellent um, maybe we could talk a little bit about um, you didn't have an animation background mm. so when you created this film this straight ahead yeah. film there's a lot of camera moves there's an awful <laughs> lot of kind of ambitious shots for somebody mm. who like yourself just admit that you're not you wasn't yeah. really schooled in animation mm. did you do line tests did you do animatics or did you just just go for it it's quite strange just because the you know I did, obviously did the process was go watch football and turn, my, turn myself to the game so I'm just looking at fans and I'm picking them out so I had like a big, big kind of pile of paper and I was quick sketching people doing things and trying to capture different kind of diverse ways of watching mm -hmm. um, 
and that was that was fine and I ended up taking all these back to the studio and laying them out and going like how does this character relate to this character so kind of making a sort of rough animatic storyboard and then I would put it on a timeline with sound and see how it worked but then I didn't go much for I should have probably if I was being proper traditional I should have probably went further than that and kind of hammered like kind of nailed down exactly what I, what was what the action was going to be but I suppose I, I think for the animatic I've got like an image every three or four seconds so there's a, quite a lot of space in between and mm-hmm. I left it open for just play and experimenting because I think if you're going to do like a four or five minute film and it's all painted, um, it can be pretty monotonous. And if you've already if you've sort of already solved the problem that you you're going to do, then there's not that much sort of excitement as you do it. And I, I wanted to leave areas of kind of problems that I had to at the time just like how am I going to solve this? Okay, I'm going to do it. Kind of pan across his face, and I'm going to go to this guy, and I'm, how does that relate to this person? And I kind of left those a bit free because um, I, I think my, like one of the best pieces of advice I was given by one of my tutors, who's not a film tutor, just something she said was um, was uh, if you can surprise yourself as you make it, then your audience will be like entertained or surprised as well. You're, if you know exactly what's going to happen, then there's a slight chance that you know it might be too prescriptive and it might make him across as boring and. And that was something that I, she told me that before my first film, and I kind of kept that in mind with the next one, thinking, well, maybe I'll just, maybe I will just stand, like, do some like key scenes or key frames and leave like, seconds in between, and that means I've got 30, 40 drawings that I've got to play with and just mm-hmm. see what happens. And and it was a kind of backward and forward sort of process where I'm going. I did kind of work mostly linear through it, but there were certain things I'd go back and add in a scene or add frames into a scene to extend the time. Or um, it's just one of those things you just have to do over like I did it over about eight weeks in production. Yeah. Um which was pretty pretty hard going but um but no it was it was good it was good to sort of have that kind of back and forward process and also having that freedom to just change something as well and not and not be too restricted by a, a storyboard although or an animal although it's essential and it had to happen so that I knew what I was doing. Yes. But yeah. I didn't want to be too confined by it. I wanted to just if I didn't like something I could change it as I went. That's, that's a that's a nice kind of a meeting in the middle you've still got the art school kind of um, mentality but yeah. you still sort of respect the process of animation mm. as well but you, and you, the result is, is fantastic mm, you know. you. I don't I don't like football I'm sorry <laughs> I hate football totally I, think cool. it's, I think it's I think it's terrible but the, <laughs> but, the, but the the thing that I loved about the film mm. was that it reminded me of going to see rugby league when I was okay. a kid you know because it's it, you don't see a, a, yeah. I don't think you see a ball being kicked in the game you don't no, see you don't see anything you hear you hear it you hear the match but you, the camera is on the audience yeah. and this is this is obviously this is translated abroad as well yeah you got to Ottawa didn't yeah. you yeah that was the that was something I was quite concerned about because I didn't as I said I didn't make it as a festival film and so my audience was mainly people from Scotland or people who'd been to matches and I just expected that as long as I can show something that they can relate to then I've succeeded and that was it and and then uh, and then yeah I had it in Ottawa and I was worried I was really I had a Q&A and I was really concerned because I thought football's not even a main sport they, they may not work and but essentially what they were saying was that it related to you know the, the spectatorship of hockey or because it was just the, the film it's about or it's based at a football ground it's not really about football at all it's about the kind of relationships between people and, and, and the different types 
of watching and how you get someone that's you know really uptight and, and enthusiastic and they, they might lose their mind at one point and then you get some people that are really detached and really quite reserved and they maybe pass judgement on others and it's just that kind of diverse sort of characters and, and the way that they kind of subtly interplay in each other was something that I wanted to try and see if I could capture Fly on the wall stuff. That's the one yeah Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excellent You uh, you picked up a, a Scottish BAFTA as well yeah. I must have been excited New talent yeah. New talent That's yeah. the one ah, That was I don't know <laughs> It's pretty um, Yeah it's pretty weird <laughs> so It's great it's, it's really nice that People like the film And they, they, they think that it's It's worth getting An award um, I never thought that was possible I didn't know I didn't When I started making films I didn't know Film festivals were possible I didn't So, <laughs> so just uh, any sort of Kind of recognition Or you know Something that just reaffirms That yeah you made the right decision To spend that time doing that Was It's nice to Have that Because you, you work for a lot, of, a lot of time in isolation and then you don't know how it's going to go down so any sort of kind of approval is, is really really well, well received nice. what about your own football background I mean you obviously love football yourself yeah, yeah. so is that is that a reason why you wanted to make something about football well yeah yeah. It's, it, well maybe not about football but yeah. for the for the vehicle the narrative yeah something that can get people in the one place and then I can try and explore the other sort of narratives that are going on the parallel narratives but yeah no it's, it's definitely been a huge part of my life I used to play football um, up until I was about 18 quite seriously like really I thought it was a possible career at one point wow. and it was it, it maybe was avenues that I could have went down um, but I'd been watching been going to live matches since I was about 6 with my, with my dad and I still do mm-hmm. still every Saturday I go with them it's something that we, we, we still kind of keep going and, and uh, yeah it's when I got to maybe about 12 or something I used to just go for the football and I was excited and the noughties and everything was great yeah. and then about 12, 13 I started to realise these people around me are interesting <laughs> like yes. different ways of responding and you get someone that was really uptight and there was not much like there wasn't that wasn't that bad a match there was nothing really good like just different ways of different heightens of emotions and then I, I realised last last year when I was making the film or when I was about to make the film that it was a possible subject to, to explore um, a lot of the animators that or the animators that I sort of really like and that got me into making films like uh, you know Jonathan Hodgson's a main a main uh, person that I've uh, kind of looked up to really aspired to his sort of work he's um, really observational and really really quite astute with that kind of stuff and that was something that I was really trying to trying to kind of touch on with spectators I thought it was that's a subject matter that could be dealt with and with that sort of observational kind of feeling of the camera just being impartial and just kind of, kind of letting everything happen and the narrative unfolds kind of subtly just in front of it nice it's something that I so um, you obviously love football you love animation mm. do you think you've spent the anim- the, the football slash animation project <laughs> or is there more in that for personally would you like to do more I would like to I would like to do more but I don't know if there's and I think it just has to be if there's, if there's something that happens or something that I see that that links to that could be animated or it feels like it would deserve an like to be animated then then definitely I would love to but I don't know I, I just take it on a, a project on a project sort of basis like if, if something comes up that, that that would be interesting then I would go ahead with it I'd love to I'd love to kind of meet that make that sort of uh, that link again but I, I don't know if it's if it's possible I don't know if there's anything that really requires it I, I might be wrong maybe another one that I see or maybe something else that I see 
see a match that just takes me by surprise and might need to be yes. revisited. But I don't know. I think I think it's good to. I think it's good once you do a project just to let it sit and move on to something totally different. That's the kind of rule that I've given myself as well. Just like because sort of the last two films that I've done have had definite rules. And I like I like rules. Rules are good. Um, so like the films that I'm going to be working on now are just kind of changed the parameters again. I'm going to be doing one on 16 millimeter, which is another complete shift, just because I want to see. Is it directly onto yeah. scratch on film? Yeah, I've kind of, I've kind of, um, kind of matched up with a, a, um, a sound designer that I know, uh, and I, I, again, it's sort of because of the McLaren centenary, something that's been bubbling around, and I thought, well, I'm going to just try and draw some sound mm-hmm. uh, on the waveform, give him the sound, and he's going to record it digitally uh, and make some sort of. Uh, it points to the the, um, the sounds that I've given because I've not done I've not done the images yet. Just okay, going to yeah. on the waveform for the sound. So he's going to respond to the, the kind of raw sounds that I've given him, impartial, uh, independent of me. And then I'm going to get back a digital file from him, which is I should get that back next week probably. Um, a digital file, and then I'm going to have to try and respond to that on an analog like film strip. Oh, I understand. I understand the process now. So you're you're going to be actually drawing like McLaren did, yeah, drawing on yeah, the actual yeah, yeah. sound side of the. Of the Film. Yeah, I've done I've done that part of it already. Excellent. So, uh, so that's now been getting edited in a digital. So it's kind of like an analog digital uh, animator sound designer conversation because we're not doing it together. It's totally independent. So it's just to see what he does, then I have to respond to that. And whatever happens, happens. Fascinating. It's just it's just another rule. I just like giving give myself some parameters and try and work with it and see Excellent. what happens. But. Um, and there's another film I'm kind of working on, which is a, a, another kind of more personal thing um, with my gran. Uh, she's she's 90, 91, nearly 92, uh, and she's just got these amazing stories from when she was five. She's she's getting sometimes she forgets things and stuff, but um, she's got these vivid memories of when she was five years, four years old, and um, and they just they lend themselves so well to some sort of fluid kind of straight ahead animation. I think it would be really really exciting. Brilliant. So I've been recording her, um, but I don't want to push her too much because she's really tired oh. so, so trying to trying to find the balance of how much I can get from her without being too pushy is quite hard but she's given me some amazing sound pieces like some amazing some amazing anecdotes which I think I want to try and uh, try and make visual wow nice things to have and a nice uh, yeah I think it would be a nice sort of a nice uh, thing to keep and a few years down the line I would just like that's nice I've got something that I can I can keep which would be nice but yeah, it should be a good narrative as well. Yes, the main thing. Maybe we could talk a little bit about where we are. We're in a place called um, Summerhall. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's full of uh, animators that the squiggly audience will know. There's Will yeah, and Ainsley, Will Ainsley and, and Ian Gardner. Yeah. yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about Scottish animation at the moment. Uh, it seems to be. It seems to be. Um, it seems to be on the rise. I hope it's on the rise. Uh, I don't. I don't want that just to be my my own skewed pers- perspective. Just because I'm here. <laughs> I'd like. I'd like to see. I'd like to see on the rise. Like Ainsley and Will have sort of set a ridiculous benchmark for everyone else to aspire to. <laughs> but it's, it's great. It's great to have. Um, yeah, people as talented as that in such close confines, and hopefully we can keep them in Scotland. <laughs>
So that's it for another Squiggly Animation Podcast Minnesota from the Edinburgh International Film Festival. Join us tomorrow where we will be talking to Will Anderson and Ainsley Henderson, whose new film, and their first together as a directing duo, Monkey Love Experiments, was screened and won the award for Outstanding Contribution to Short Film at this year's festival. So we'll be bringing you an exclusive interview with those guys. Don't forget to subscribe and share the Squiggly Podcast with your friends. But if you prefer content of a more visual variety, why not subscribe our at least watch our new Lightbox series over on our YouTube channel we've been bringing you a mini animation documentary every week with some very very special guests I'm sure you'll love until then you can catch up with the latest from the world of animation over on squiggly.com